all of these negotiators said the same thing. As long as they touch 15 to 20% of the files that they're working on, their investors that they're servicing for are happy. So that means that literally 75 to 80% of these people that are have applications and nothing ever happens and they end up getting foreclosed on. What are some other things people don't know they don't know about I'm trying to do short sales or pre-foreclosure? They think that the bank is going to explain the process or follow up with them. And so I, in my book, I talk about it's like the blind leading the blind. So the agent has no idea what they're doing and the bank is like, I'm moving on to the next file. The average negotiator is working on five to 600 files. Um, most people can only work on like four or five transactions at a time. So if you put that into perspective, they're just going on to the person that has everything and they're checking off the box. I did a study, uh, my own little study, just to figure out like perspective of what these negotiators were dealing with. And if they, and I've talked to like everybody, right? Bank of America, back in the day, Capital One, Green Tree, all of these people, all of these negotiators said the same thing. As long as they touch 15 to 20% of the files that they're working on, their investors that they're servicing for are happy. So that means that literally 75 to 80% of these people that are have applications and nothing ever happens and they end up getting foreclosed on. And then you hear things like, oh, the bank's not cooperating. They don't want to work with me or they won't accept this. I'm like, it's because you don't know what to send. Like they're moving on to the next thing because they don't have everything that you need. But if you knew what to do, then it would be different. Well, that's key industry insight. I mean, if the negotiator has that many files and they can't get to all of them and it's going to take them two weeks to look at whatever you sent. To me, it sounds like it's really in your best interest to make sure that you send a complete packet the first time because your odds of success go up, right? In the seller. I mean, that poor seller is trusting whoever's working on it to do it. And now because that person didn't know, you know, it, they got foreclosed on. It happens all the time. Could you maybe talk through maybe four or five things that people need to make sure they're talking to sellers about? Yeah. So I think it's really important to find out why they're selling like really get down to the heart of their motivation. And I think people train on a very superficial level on that. And people almost like have like these check boxes and they're like, okay, cool, I got the answer. But like, no, really, why are they? Because if you ask the same question a couple different ways, people will eventually tell you the truth, right? And it's a good like little trick, like to mess with someone of like, okay, if I don't feel like you're lying, if I feel like you're lying to me or you're not divulging like the entire truth, if I ask you a couple different ways, it's going to throw them off to eventually they're just going to start talking, right? And when I mean, and why that's important is because if someone is behind on one thing, generally they're behind on everything else. So if someone is desperate, they're only going to tell you what makes them look the best. My husband died. Right. So my, my husband died. But, you know, what I'm not telling you in this conversation, Tim, is that I have all of this debt and I just need to get out of this situation. And I'm not even thinking about all of my other liens. All I'm thinking about is my mortgage, Right somehow it'll be taken care of if you if you buy the house. And you know what? I And another thing I, I want to interject because I want you yeah. to keep going with the list. The other thing I missed there was after dad died, both adult children moved back in to take care of mom. Right. And they were asleep at, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon whenever I got there. They're that type of adult children. Yeah. And I missed the fact that that was probably a strain on her emotionally and physically. And financially. Yeah. And I missed the fact, I didn't think about, when I saw all of his suits in the in the closet, like this man dressed nice when he went to work. Yeah. I didn't really think about that was probably the only income stream they had, mm -hmm. right? And 
And she said she'd said he died suddenly. I put her in a box. I put her in a box as the lady who lost her husband unexpectedly, and it was hard to live in the house still. Yep. And I didn't go those next levels deep. So keep talking about that. Yeah, yeah. So getting down to the heart of their motivation, what is their why? The other reason why it's important to find out everything is because then when you listen, because here's the key, a lot of people like to talk, right? They like, they want to close. They're so, like you said, they're so just, I want to get that 50 grand that if they were to listen, you would see the red flags or you would hear the red flags um, as she's starting to say things like, well, we've been here forever and I just really don't know where to go. Oh, she's going to have a problem leaving, you know, like certain things like that. The second thing that I see most common is just not getting a full financial picture so not figuring out, like, I'll, I'll ask this a couple different ways. So I'll say, okay, awesome. So I've got your mortgage. Have you ever had a, a homeowner's association fees? Okay. Have you ever had a, a second mortgage? Oh, no, no, no. Don't worry about that. Okay. Well, at any point, was there ever a second mortgage? Right? Because don't worry about that means I stopped paying, but they haven't collected. So, I mean, and that happens all the time. Oh, it's been 10 years. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, that's not how that works. <laughs> So I'll ask like two or three different ways so that they're like, it makes them clear like, oh crap, like yes, actually, you know, yeah. a couple years ago. I also look up the tax rules because you can see those things, um, the whole mortgage history. So here's a huge tip too. Whenever you get an address, pull it up. And if you're an, an agent, you could pull it up in the Netris, which is the MLS. Um, if you're an investor, you can just go to the tax rules and you can see everything that's been filed. So you'll see HUD housing and you'll see when it was done, then you know a loan modification was done around this time. So I'll reference that. Okay, so it looks like um, 2010, did you do a loan mod? Did you, did you do something with the house? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Okay, well now I know I need to get a HUD payoff because I need to add that to the numbers if I'm gonna buy it or if I'm selling it. Right. So that's another huge thing that people miss because they just don't know. And then the next thing is setting expectations. That is freaking huge. If you do not leave, you could have the best appointment ever. But if you ever find yourself like t saying something to a seller, whether it's on the phone or in, or in person, just let me know. You have lost all control. You are no longer driving the bus. If you've ever left where you're like, okay, well, just let me know about this. And, and you've literally just given it, put it on their plate. That's it. Instead, the difference of me saying, hey, Tim, well, just just let me know how, how um, you know, what this payoff is and where we're going to go from here. Or, Tim, the next step is you're going to call HUD. You're going to get a payoff. I'm going to open title, and then I'm going to follow up with you tomorrow. Completely different conversation. One, I'm driving the bus, and I'm now the authority where I'm like, look, this is what we're doing. And, and they want to be told what to do. They want that. They're so lost. They're so overwhelmed, and they will follow you. But you have to set the expectation of this is what we're doing next. You have to drive the bus. As opposed to being casual and saying, okay, well, yeah, sure, great. Yeah. But I had a great appointment. We, we, we did fantastic. They love me. I'll let my transaction management company figure that out. Yeah, I wouldn't worry <laughs> about it. You know, but the transaction manager wasn't there building the report for a couple right. hours, right? You're the one that was there. So you're the one that has to be. And even maybe the expectation is, hey, you know, Judy, you know, what, Mackenzie is going to call you and she's going to go over in this part. But you're setting in the frame, okay, this is it. This is what we're doing. Right. So she's like, okay, Mackenzie calls. Hey, Mackenzie. Yes. And she cooperates. It's, it's that little, it's those little things that change everything.